Welcome back to another episode of the Auto Fade Podcast with Stoney and the Kid. I am Stoney, and I will be doing a solo pod today, looking at some week four NFL props. Let's dive right on in. Looking at the first prop, Russell Wilson over passing yards. At prize picks, it's 240 and a half. And looking at DraftKings, if you play your props on the books, it's 239 and a half, slightly juiced to the over at minus 130. Looking at what Russ has done through three weeks in week one against the Las Vegas Raiders, he only threw for 177 yards. However, looking at the context within the box score, there was no Jerry Judy, so he didn't have his number one guy. And Marvin Mims was only utilized for two catches for nine yards. So they really hadn't unlocked his downfield ability yet. Looking at the next two weeks, however, week two against the Washington Commanders, those were 308 yards. And then week three last week, I know they gave up 70, but Russ did still get to 306 versus Miami. And the difference was he had Judy, Sutton, and Mims out there. Those three guys are looking really good right now, Mims especially. He's added a downfield element to this offense that they didn't have last year. They tried to utilize Cortland Sutton in that way, and it just didn't really work. He doesn't have the speed factor to truly take the top off the defense. Marvin Mims does have that. So you've got Marvin Mims running the go routes on the outside. You've got Cortland Sutton winning the more physical one-on-one wide receiver weapon uh, routes. And then you've got Jerry Judy kind of doing his thing from the slot across the middle of the field. So this Broncos wide receiver core has really shaped up nicely and allowed Russ to get off to a good start this year. Looking at their opponent in the Chicago Bears, their passing defense has just not been good at all. Week one, Jordan Love in a blowout only has 27 pass attempts and still clears this 240 number we need Russ to get to. Jordan Love got to 245 in week one. Baker Mayfield dropped 317 on him in week two. And then Mahomes in essentially two and a half quarters got to 272 last week. So their opponents against the Bears are three for three in getting to this number. Russ is two for three. And I think that just sets up really nicely for Russ in a good spot where they got humiliated last week. I think that, if anything, Russ has been the stable part of the Broncos offense. And I think that they will have success again through the air on Sunday. Looking at prop number two, Daniel Jones over his passing yards. Right now at prize picks, it's sitting at 230 and a half. On DraftKings, it's at 229 and a half. Just slightly to the over at minus 115. Danny Dimes has been a roller coaster so far through three weeks. He's had two absolute duds and then one good performance against the Cardinals in week two. In week one against the Cowboys, uh, he only got to 104 passing yards. Now you can say there was rain, the score is 40 to nothing. It kind of just got out of hand. It's one of those games that you kind of just got to throw away, not really look at. It's more of an outlier. In week two, he threw for 321 yards against the Cardinals. However, that was a little outlier in its own right. They were down 20 at halftime, pretty much had to air it out the whole second half. Don't really expect that this week either. And then in week three, short week with no Saquon, tough matchup at San Fran. He only threw for 137 yards. However, let's take a look at the Seattle defense and see why I'm pretty optimistic about Daniel Jones this week. Matthew Stafford in week one threw for 334 against this Seahawks defense. Jared Goff in week two threw for 323. And then Andy Dalton dropped 360 on him last week. So 
They've allowed all three opposing quarterbacks to throw for 320-plus, and all we need for Danny to get this week is 231. So we've got some wiggle room there. But I do think this is a good spot for the Giants passing offense as a whole. They got embarrassed in their only home game on primetime so far in week one to open the year. And they get another shot in week four at home, primetime spot. I don't think Dable is going to let them come out and look the way they did in week one. And then they've got a little mini buy. So it was a tough turnaround at San Fran. Saquon didn't play. I don't want to say that the Giants mailed it in, but... It was going to be pretty hard for them to get a win there. I think they come home and they say, look, we had two really tough opponents to start the year. This is a huge game for us. Let's right the ship, use our mini buy, get to two and two. And I think that starts with Daniel Jones. I think he plays well. I think he goes over this number and he's got a chance to do a little bit more than that. So I would ladder this up to 275, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Looking at prop number three. DeAndre Swift over his rushing yards. Prize picks and DraftKings both have it at 63.5. If you're playing it on the books by itself, you have to lay minus 125 to the over. DeAndre Swift, he wasn't used much in week one. They kind of let Kenny Gainwell uh, be the starter. But in week two, he got his chance and absolutely capitalized. 28 carries for 175 yards. Kenny Gainwell came back to the fold last year, last week, and it didn't really matter. Swift was still the guy. 16 carries for 130 yards, and a lot of Gainwell's work came after the Eagles had the game in hand in the fourth quarter. I think this is Swift's backfield. They set his prop at 40 last week, which is just insane. I mean, we should have been all over that ladder. However, we're getting it at 63.5 this week, and I still think it's too low. I think there's a chance in a couple weeks that Swift's prop is at 80 or 90 yards every week, just like the top backs in the league. I think he's being given that opportunity right now behind the best line in football, and it's time to capitalize. Looking at the Washington Commanders D-line that they're going up against, they last week gave up 98 yards to James Cook, so it does show that this front seven can be vulnerable to big uh, running totals on the opposite side. And this is a game where I don't think the Eagles are going to have to get Hurts involved too much. I think they're going to rely on their defense to get after Sam Howell. They're going to let Swift cook. And I think in the second half, it's just going to be run, run, run. I think we only need 13, 14, 15 carries to get over this mark. I think that Swift will probably get 15 if it's a blowout. And if that's the case, he probably had a couple explosive plays. And if it's a close game and the commander's hanging around, I don't think there's any reason he won't get 20-plus. I love Swift at his number, and we'll talk about it later, but I like a few ladder opportunities as well. Looking at prop number four, Tank Dell over his receiving yards. Prize picks and DraftKings both have his number at 44.5. If you're playing it on the book, have to lay minus 125 to the over. In week two, he really broke on the scene. With a lot of these rookie wide receivers, they don't really know how to use them in week one. But in week two, we really saw them be able to find a spot in this offense to where Nico Collins is still the outside number one. But Tank Dell's a matchup nightmare, and he's really proving to be that. Ten targets in week two, seven catches, 72 yards. He is a big play guy, so it was kind of interesting to see his yards per catch was just around 10. However, that quickly flipped last week. Seven targets, which led the team. 
five catches, but 145 yards. We finally saw that big playability in the fourth quarter when him and C.J. Stroud connected for, I want to say it was a 60 or 70-yard touchdown. So he's led this team in targets for two straight weeks. So I think it's fair to say right now he's labeled as their wide receiver one. And looking at the opponent, let's see what Pittsburgh has allowed the opposing wide receiver one to do through three weeks. Brandon Ayuk in week one, eight catches, 129 yards, two touchdowns. They go up against the Browns in week two. Amari Cooper's banged up all week. Fights through it, plays. He still gets seven catches for 90 yards. And then we all saw on primetime last week what Devontae Adams did to this Pittsburgh secondary. 13 catches, 172 yards, two touchdowns. We only need the Texans wide receiver one to get to 45. I think he can do that with three or four catches. This kid's explosive. C.J. Stroud's got confidence, and I think he's found his guy. If we remember back to the draft, he asked for them to trade up. And to a lot of us in the fantasy football world, it was like, okay, like Tank Dell's kind of this small kid. Like, he's just going to be a fun little slot gadget. And it's like, no, like he's played on the outside. He's winning his one-on-ones. This kid's for real, and it's time that we take him seriously. I love him to go over 45. And now let's get into the latter portion of the prop show where I'm going to talk about some bigger rewards. So looking at DeAndre Swift, he's probably my favorite ladder opportunity. His normal line is at 63 and a half. I'm comfortable making that a very, very strong straight bet play. However, if you're wanting to extend, look for a little more than just your Typical payout, 100 plus is plus 450, and 125 plus is plus 1200. He's done this in back-to-back weeks. He had 175 and then 130. I think if he can just get those couple explosive runs, that's going to be the difference in him ending at 80 versus 120. But I think at 12 to 1, 125 plus is certainly worth a flyer. That's probably my favorite long shot when looking at all of these ladders. With Tank Dell, my favorite ladder for him is probably just plus 330 to get 75 plus. I think he probably gets seven, eight targets, five, six catches. I think that's plenty to get him over the original mark of 45, but I do think he has a good chance to get to 75 plus if he has an explosive play in there. And if you really think he hits a home run this week, you can look at 100 plus for plus 850 if you really want to extend it out with Tank. Looking at Russ, His line is set around 240. Uh, My favorite ladder would just be to take it all the way up to 300 at plus 425. I think he's got a great chance of hitting this, especially if the Bears offense can do enough to where the Broncos can want to attack downfield all game and it's not like they're up 20 points or something like that. If this is a close game the whole way, I think Russ takes a couple shots, cashes in deep, and can get to 300. So I like that at plus 425. With Daniel Jones, it's definitely more of a value play. I don't love his 300-yard upside as much as I do with Russ. However, I would feel comfortable laddering it up a little bit with Danny, looking at just getting to 275 at plus 280. I think that's a nice little value play. However, if you do just want to back the trend of Seattle hasn't held the quarterback under 300 yards, 300-plus is sitting at plus 600, so I don't hate that. Um, And yeah, I think a good way to end the show would be to look at if you parlay some of the ladders to happen, what that would look like. If you just took Swift at 
to get 100, Tank Dell to get 75, Russ to get 300, and Danny Dimes to get 275. So the kind of the conservative ladders of the group, that would be if you put $10 on it, you would win 4,700. I think it's worth a dollar. Just put a dollar on it, see what happens. Um, I really like all four of those guys to go well beyond their prop. My favorite long shot would be the 12 to 1 on DeAndre Swift at 125 plus. And let me recap one more time the four straight bets before we get out of here, just their flat numbers. We've got Russell Wilson at 240, essentially, 240 and a half on prize picks, 239 and a half on the books. Daniel Jones at 230, DeAndre Swift at 63 and a half rushing yards, and Tank Dell at 44 and a half rushing or receiving yards. Excuse me. Those are the four props. I told you a fun little way if you want to ladder it, try and go for a big payday. But yeah, that's it. Those are my four props. Let's go three and one or four and zero. Oh. I really like these four. Um, and yeah, this is going to be a fun quick hitter that I try and do keep it to 10 to 15 minutes every week, but yeah, give us a follow on Twitter, leave us a five-star review if you enjoy our content and I will see you next week for week five fantasy corner, uh, full betting preview that we do every Tuesday night. And I'm going to try and make the props a weekly thing. So let's sweep the board and we will see you in week five.